Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I'm Stephanie Goldstein. And this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion. And that is what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook. And you can also join the Life's Accessories Facebook group where we're talking about all of our life's accessories. You can also email us at lifesaccessoriespodcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, or accessory suggestions. If you like what you're listening to, we would love it for you to share this podcast with a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And also don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We are super duper excited to welcome jewelry designer, Sarah Hendler. We are loving Sarah Hendler's Instagram, which we've been stalking a little bit. And I have to say, it's kind of fun to see who's wearing it. Not to name drop, but I mean, Drew Barrymore, hello. (laughs) And Madonna. So many people who are wearing Sarah's creations, which she launched not that long ago. Sarah is based in Los Angeles. She is a fine jewelry designer and a state vintage jewelry curator. She was born and raised on the Gold Coast of Long Island, New York, and she's always recognized the significance of jewelry in a woman's life. Sarah's curated collections reflect an appreciation for gemstones, craftsmanship, and uniqueness that has shaped her point of view, which I'm excited to hear about. Yes. The fact that she recognizes the significance of jewelry in a woman's life. Hello. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, we get that. (laughs) So- As Stephanie said, her company is quite young, if you think about it. The first Sarah Hendler Contemporary Fine Jewelry Collection launched in 2016, and the pieces incorporate inspirational silhouettes from estate pieces married with contemporary elements like a signature spear, bold hand-picked colored gemstones. I love colored gemstones, by the way. Pave and unexpected enamel detailing in a contrasting palette. I mean, that is like art there. You know? That is that is art. That's wearable art for sure. So can't wait to talk to Sarah and hear all about her accessory, which we'll learn all about, and then the accessories she creates. For sure. When we bring her on, I'm going to be sure to tell her I'm kind of over-accessorizing a little bit more today. I'm doing some double bangles. Looks I got good. some stackable rings. Very just, nice. Why not? You know? Doing it up. Hi, Sarah, and welcome to Life's Accessories. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's time for us to ask you the most important question of the day. What accessory do you have to share with us today? So I'm sharing one that you guys can see. It's this five-point collar that I wear all the time that I is in my core collection that I do. It was one of the first pieces I created along with two other like uh, rings and vibes for my grandmothers. It has the Shirley spear, which I'm kind of known for, which is this kind of spear, old, kind of taken from a Victorian piece. And I kind of went with it and modernized it a little bit. So it's one of those things where for a jewelry designer to wear their own jewelry, which you want to do, obviously, because I've literally sold jewelry off my own body. This one's easy. And it's just kind of an everyday piece 
that I really love and is indicative of the of that part of my collection. It's really beautiful. And like you pointed out, our listeners can't see it, but we did screenshot it and we're going to post that along with this episode on social media. This one, it it comes in different, like I do it with different colored pave and this one is all the diamond one, but I have one just plain and some with just the, there's a little kind of ball detail on it. And that can just be the pave and the spear can be gold. So there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. But I, you know, I also work because there's just some good stories about it and and kind of the success of it, shall I say, which I've been I've been designing for a number of years. It there's always a jewelry designer story, not always, but you hope it is of a piece that kind of like can elevate you within the general public or to stores or whatever it is. And this piece definitely did that. I love how you mentioned the name Shirley, which is your grandmother's name. So can you tell us how you have been influenced in your life and I guess in your work by your grandmother, Shirley, and why you named this collection for her? So Shirley and Ethel, right? I mean, two good grandmas. My dad's mom was Ethel. And my mom's mother was Shirley. Both have passed, but lived, Shirley lived into her 90s and passed away right before COVID. Um, And they were a huge influence on me. I'm 45. I grew up 80s, 90s and collecting, just being able to like get the Tiffany jewelry from the bat mitzvah vibes or the Elsa Peretti (laughs) and all this stuff. But I love turquoise and I, I, I loved silver and each of these grandmothers held a different part of their accessory life for me, right? So Ethel were big costume stuff, or even if it was, some of it was real, it was bold, it was big. And Shirley just had, and they both had good taste, but Shirley had the means, I shall say, for tastes of like more fine jewelry. And I really respected that and kind of gravitated towards it. And she had a lot of granddaughters. My mom is one of three daughters and then mm. lots of first cousins in this and we would she was in Long Island as well and I grew up seeing her a lot and so it was just she always had this great style and her pieces were very curated and very specific and I I love that about her and I, I took a lot of that from her and I still do into what I do now and Ethel too is like the kind of fun other side in the state jewelry that I get into also, which, you know, is vintage and stuff that's been pre-owned. And so I kind of, I run into both now and I've taken what I gathered from them and put them into these furthering into different collections, which is fine. So Sarah, I read somewhere that you look in antique stores, big and small, and even Goodwill for unique wearable rhinestones and silver. I thought that was a really cool point and wanted to learn more about that as I'm sure our listeners will want to as well. But does that make some of your pieces one of a kind? Yes. So there's like a two side of what I'm doing right now, right? So I have the fine jewelry side, which is my name, Sarah Hendler. And then I gravitated to do this thing called Sarah Hendler Estate and separate them so you aren't necessarily confused that I go shop at thrift stores for some stuff, but then also <laughs> make fine 18 karat gold fine jewelry downtown. 
LA. The thrift store stuff and the, and little heads up, I am going to try and combine the two with some beaded pieces where I'm going to make a piece that I'm going to put onto some vintage. I have never done that. That is something that I am literally about to explore. So very cool. That That is awesome. When we travel or I'm anywhere, I mean, I just love going into all those places. And fortunately, especially after COVID, I mean, not after we're in it. So of course, but like it's, they're dwindling in some parts of the country. They're thriving in some because they're really an outlet for people to like go do something during the day and go find a treasure and, and still have a price that's, you know, affordable and not only on the internet and to like touch and feel and see things. Right. So there are parts of the country where there are these antique malls and this, that type of stuff is very prevalent. And then there are some that really had the effect of COVID where they've closed or they're just very small now and all that stuff. But yes, I go, I hunt. If you talk to anyone that's a good antique or lover of and I'm not a snob there's no like I'll only look for Victorian right I mean I love rhinestones I have a ton here like I do um, (laughs) I love the hunt right I that's something that has to be in you to love this type of stuff you have to want the hunt and there's another question that maybe you'd ask or whatever is like how do you not keep all this shit right and (laughs) like how do you find a piece that's so cool and not keep it but it's like I know that there's something you have to have that you're like, there's something else out there and you want to find it. So, I mean, if it's real good, I, you know what I mean? But if it's like something I would never live without, or it's so one of a kind that like, I know I'll never find it again. But other than that, I love doing it. I love selling it. I do a lot through my website and trunk shows now again, but heavy on my website. And I love selling them. Like I love to sell them. So then I can get more, you know, it's like that addiction-y weird thing. Of That's shopping, very cool. I guess. It's also like I, a shopping addiction. We totally relate. First of all, I love how you yeah. said that you're like a hunter. You're like a jewelry yeah. hunter, yeah. but I love the grandmother stuff too. Shirley and Ethel. I mean, you could not find better grandma names if you tried to. No. And when you're describing them, they're actually <laughs> reminding me of my grandmothers who were, I would say my Shirley would be Helene and then my oh. Ethel would be Eleanor because similar sort of like the fine and then the costume and you got to love the 80s costume jewelry. Just loved it. I'm just kind of curious. We mentioned in your bio that you launched your fine jewelry collection in 2016, which is not that long ago. And you've just really blown up. And I just want to go back a little bit more. And can you tell our listeners how you established this fine jewelry collection? So I grew up in Long Island. I grew up in New York and I went to Emerson College in Boston and I got a film degree and I loved movies. I interned my whole life away in New York. I loved film. I loved television at that point. And then I came out to LA and I, for a lot of film directors and I wrote and I produced on my own, worked at Sundance for a while. But then I also met my husband, Vinny, who is a restaurateur and a chef out here with a fun restaurant called John and Vinny's amongst a couple others. And not that he needs a plug, by the way, but I will. Um, <laughs> we will throw too. The Why not? Why not, right? <laughs> Why and not? his... You're welcome, Vinny. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> he really had this career starting that was so embedded here. Film at that time was so different 
than it is today with streamers and services and all this stuff. It would really take me away from here, the tax incentive states and all this stuff, because I was producing on my own. I started to help him out. I came to LA with this like very New York vibe of how I dressed or how I wore my jewelry and I wore a lot of vintage and stuff here. And people be like, could you make that for me? I want one like that. I was like, make that for you. Like I didn't go to, I'm not a gemologist. I didn't go to jet, you know, like FIT. I didn't do any of that. And they were like, well, you could figure it out. Can you do it? You know, I get my jewelry fixed some places. So I literally, this is a working girl, uh, Tess McGill, you know, reference from <laughs> We're all in (laughs) my favorite movie ever is that I literally typed in production, jewelry production, Los Angeles. I didn't know how, like, I didn't know. So I also, the LA has a huge jewelry district and it really is, it it has thrived and gotten hit with everything with, of course, I keep bringing up COVID, but it has. New York is the be all Mecca of it, but LA really has a jewelry district because of Asia and coming in and the stones and everything. Mm-hmm. So I started, I found a manufacturer downtown and I started working with them on just recreating some pieces and twisting them obviously enough to make them into my own. And that's kind of how I started. And I, then I worked with a group that kind of was my showroom and stuff. And then they helped me get into Couture, which is this big jewelry show in Vegas. And that's kind of how I grew and got into a couple big stores like Bergerkerman and and stuff like that. And then I ended up kind of going off from that on my own because right before COVID actually, because I really wanted to build my website Mm -hmm. and knew that that was kind of what I wanted as a future for me. Cut to obviously what happened and thank God I had my website and then now have a studio and a showroom for myself. So that's kind of the progression of how it all happened. And it just, it really kind of, it kept me going and I invested in it and financially and everything, which is something that people don't talk about with jewelry and being a jewelry designer, but it is a lot of back-end stuff to get this going. The reality. Can only imagine. fine jewelry, right? I mean, right. you're talking about dealing with gold and stones and labor costs and manufacturing and all the boring shit, but it's like, it's, a, it, it becomes a lot. So, you know, you have to have a way to really do it and put some money into it. If you're going to invest and you can't just have like three pieces. To right. show one. Like well, you, I, you know, you have to have a few, yeah. especially yeah. in those, which was even a couple of years ago, if you want to do any type of wholesaling or be in a store, you really had to, you know, and you still right. do. And now it's changed even more um, in that sense. It was an investment I was willing to take. I wanted to, and it obviously has ebbed and flowed on what I am doing in terms of like also buying into the estate jewelry and, mm-hmm. and that type of stuff as well. So that's kind of how I got into it. It's incredible your journey because you launched in 2016, the same year Madonna was wearing your earrings at the Billboard Women in Music Awards, which they're awesome earrings, as are all of your creations. We want our listeners to check out your Instagram because it's a who's who of, of who's wearing your things. But what's that like? 
See, that was how, pretty, how do you get your earrings on Madonna? Yeah, that's what right? I want to like, know. That's how do you get your earrings to Madonna? That? That's the like, real truth. The fun thing about Los Angeles, right, which still gets a lot of shit, LA, for being, you know, vapid and this and who's who and all the shit, yeah. is I've made a lot of good friends here and a lot of people who have very much held me up and helped me on this like crazy jewelry situation journey. So Ariane Phillips, who is an incredible costume designer and a stylist for many years, she is a friend and friends through friends. And she has been extremely supportive of me. And she was always kind of like, she would borrow them for photo shoots. She's done so much for me, Ariana Grande cover of Allure. I mean, like uh, all this stuff, but that one was like, uh, here they are gift and a prayer. Madonna could like take them off five seconds before she goes on stage. I mean, it's like, right. you know, she's right. Madonna. I mean, so, Madonna made a rubber bracelet famous. Exactly. Like, yeah. So <laughs> she wore them, but the coolest thing about her wearing them was the speech she gave was extremely meaningful. And the picture of her in the earrings at that speech is used a lot Mm. Mm -hmm. when people are like talking about Madonna or they want to like pick like if I don't know people magazine something like that is like doing a thing I'm like Madonna's going by the way going on a world yes yes Yes. I know he was like they'll throw that picture up right because it was like a proper photo of her making this speech. You know what I mean? There was yeah, a no, it was a beautiful picture. Right. It was somewhat recent. Yeah. Ish. So that's like a gift that just keeps giving in that way. It, it was a dream. I mean, it's Madonna. I was, I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. It sounds like you've surrounded yourself with some great people and it's great that they have your backs and they're getting your products into the right, so to speak. But obviously what you make is beautiful and people are choosing it. So, you know, that says a lot too. We're just kind of curious, what is the process like of coming up with a new collection or a new design? Do you do it yourself? Do you have a team? Like take us behind the scenes to your cool looking studio. I'm really the only shopkeep here. Like I don't have some crazy staff of people. I have this wonderful woman, Chelsea, who has worked for me since I think 2017, 18. She worked at one point she was with me and really orchestrating everything with me and then after COVID when I decided to have the studio she works for a couple other brands and she's really like a production person for me and so I will come up with ideas I will sketch a little I am the most honest human that I am not some amazing sketch artist watercolor person like I have dear amazing jewelry friends that are incredible incredible artists that sketch things for clients and draw and I cannot it's not for me so I really take things ideas pieces I've seen alter them in light sketch or in process of physically showing her and being like let's take these off let's pull this together let's do this that's how I do it I mean there's no like I don't the beauty of it is really in just how I'm grateful how it comes out, you know, and some of it is, you know, simplistic and I just love color and stones and different pavés. Uh, and I've built on that. The other thing I've gotten into is doing this plated 
line. So basically taking silver and then if you want it, plate it, I'll plate it for you. Some pieces I'll pre-plate so I can, you know, you can see them and sell them off. But so it's plated in 14 karat gold. So what that means to your audience who may or not, so it means like something's built in silver, full silver, and then you literally take 14 karat gold and cover it with it, right? right. Um, some call it vermeil, you know, there's different ways. Also, there's a whole other subject of like gold fill, which is when the pieces, you know, that's older jewelry that's like filled with, you know, portions of gold. And there's an equation that equals it out to be gold fill. I started to do this plated line, which I'm really into also. It's a really good price point and it's just fun. You know, it's fun. They're bold. I can make bigger pieces. So it's not, you know, you try and make some of those pieces in heavy gold. It's a fortune. And I don't want to do that to a client and a customer. I mean, there are, and also to be honest, there's so many amazing jewelry designers in the world. And there are so many that do that so well and have such a market for that. And I just want to keep it to whom, like how I would wear it. Everything I make, I would wear. Like, that's how I judge things. Like, how would I wear it? Okay, cool. Like, so if what, I, you know. What, what's your favorite stone? Oh, I love sapphires. I do too. Oh, blue yeah. sapphires, but you know, yeah, sapphires come, you know, people associate them only with blue, but they come right. in mm-hmm. orange and green and pink. Mm-hmm. And, so I've made rings for people with pink sapphires. I've made, and I use, I use some of those, but a blue Ceylon, you know, Ceylon yeah. sapphire is like, oof, those are like, those are my favorite. <laughs> that's favorite. so cool. Yeah, I love it what is. What you were saying about the plated, that's so interesting. Cause I, there's some people who are like, I only wear gold or I only wear silver. Or I don't wear them together, but I am such a mix and match person. Yeah. Mixing like, and matching is it. And if yeah. you want to take anything from these kids now with the tick-tocky and the whole thing, <laughs> it's like the nineties reverse. Like I, it's insane yeah. to see how these girls are wearing jewelry, what's popular, why is it popular, what they're looking at, what they're, who they're looking back to, to like see it. It is insane. So the gold and silver mix to me has always been some weird thing that I don't know who made it up, but I don't believe in it at all. Like I oh, wear right. Right. Thank you. We are speaking the same totally language. Agree. Totally I agree. Totally agree. Every day, which is a silver cuff, like an old piece silver. And then I mix every single one of these is different. This is, I make this one. I'm pointing to a truss cuff that I make. Then I have a Victorian bracelet on. And then this is a designer that I love, which is Granny Morton, who's out of Scotland. And I wear other people's things too. Like I'm not that person that just will wear my own stuff. I wear a lot of my own stuff. There's too many good jewelry designers. I love jewelry too right. much. <laughs> That's very exactly. cool. I feel so, so free knowing this, that you say that about the silver and gold. I'm <laughs> traveling this weekend. And when I travel, I pack very lightly in terms of clothes, but I bring a lot of accessories. Yeah. And I sometimes think like, but now I'm just throwing it all in there. Yeah. Silver and gold, the all the colors. It. I'm doing it all. Yeah, that's very it cool. changes everything up. It's fantastic. Meant it's to be. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And you're totally right about the kids. I have a 17 year old daughter oh, yeah. and oh, she yeah. is, um, I feel like sometimes she's my inspiration. She layers different jewelry. She makes it look so cool. And you were talking about your grandmothers in my family. I, I have a big family that sort of starts up here and then it sort of funneled down to like my daughter right. and her are kind of like the only girls, a lot of boys. <laughs> 
So between the two of us, we have a lot of stuff that was my mother's and my grandmother's. So the way that I see her wear it is so much fun to me. So it's just, it's interesting to see this new generation. And, and you know, you know, what's no rules. Cool too? Yeah. They have no rules. And I started, if you have looked at my Instagram or I, I have, you know, ask any of your listeners to look at the Instagram of mine. I did a whole photo shoot with guys and with men and women. I mean, I didn't coin it. Someone else I'm sure did in lifetime, but like jewelry for all, right? Mm-hmm. Jewelry for all, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. these guys now are wearing, look at Harry Styles, look at Timothy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They are wearing all these beads in this. I mean, and Pharrell, this might be all die all and all favorite human, you know, they wear this jewelry and they wear it well and they make it still look masculine, feminine. They don't care. And that's right. the point to your like, like no one cares anymore. It's not just for women to wear beads or to wear, you know, gold. I mean, obviously there's been a huge, you know, with hip hop and everything and people wearing chains and where all that comes from for years and years and years. But I'm talking now with like pearls and, mm-hmm. you know, it's incredible to me to, to witness. And I'm so excited about it. And it was so fun to style all these amazing guys in this jewelry and some of it in my fine jewelry as well as vintage stuff. And it was, it was so much fun and they had fun and it's just, it is what, you know, that's who we are now. You know, that's so cool. Great. That's so cool. Yeah. How about your, you have, you have two boys speaking of family. Yeah. Um, what do they have to say about your creations? Do they ever critique you and say, you know, I don't like this or I like that, or I would have done it this way. What's their involvement? You, the younger one, they both like to wear jewelry when they can. Yeah. Right? So like if we're nice. going to like what's considered a fancy dinner, yeah, no one wants to put on pearl, like a pearl thing. Like actually Shirley's old pearls that were these, like she had fake pearls costume pearls and they're big and I I let him wear those and then I have a gold bill necklace that they like the other one will wear they do it in their own way and they wear it with their like whatever Ralph Lauren and their you know we go I buy them a lot of vintage too for them meaning of like clothes yeah so they wear a lot of that and it's just fun and they they have fun with it it's funny though because I'm doing this new collection this plated collection. I asked them, I was like, what should I call it? And they helped me. I can't, I'm not going to say it yet. Cause I'm okay. not solidified oh, on it, but they like, okay. hey, you'll have to wait and say, but they really came up with it in the drive to school, which I know you guys remember those days or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's just so much <laughs> Some good, of our best conversation, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Out of the car drive. And that's what happened. And I was really, I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, this is cool. They love my studio. I won't let them. I'm like, do not sit on that couch if you have dirty hands. (laughs) Like, but um, they like it. They get it. It's fun. They have a father that has a physical place to go to, to eat, to enjoy and see. So for them, we both have physical, like they see jewelry. I make jewelry. You know what I mean? I'm so it's not like I'm a doctor or whatever. It's like they, they like see the product, you know, in both right. of our careers, my husband and I. And so it's a fun, they're getting into it more and, cool. and seeing it, which is awesome. 
Yeah. That's very cool. Um, to bring it back to family, which is kind of where we are and your, your original accessory that you talked about the Shirley necklace with the Shirley collection. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Well, first of all, did Shirley and Ethel know about your jewelry business and what do you think they would think about it today and what it's become? Oh, they would be so psyched. They didn't. Um, <laughs> sadly, my Shirley really, you know, she was, had, a little bit of dementia and I, I, so I don't think she really understood towards the end, but, and Ethel passed away before I started doing it, but I think they would have been psyched. They would have been really passionate about it with me, you know, which I just gives me such joy. You know, I know they would have loved that. I took their names even though Ethel always didn't love all her, like her name all the time. I just like, <laughs> it's um, a great name. Well, I know. And all those names it's are like, coming back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. I can't yeah. wait. I right. want to What's old is new. Little, oh I want to run into a little girl mm-hmm. named Ethel. Like, mm-hmm. oh I know a girl Harry. named Pearl. Oh, I love Yeah. Harriet. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think they'd be really proud and I think they'd be excited about it. Ethel would definitely critique what I'm doing. Shirley <laughs> might be a little more, she had a lot of grandchildren. So she would be like, this is great, you know, but <laughs> Ethel might've had some commentary, but um, yeah, they would have been psyched, which I love. I do want to tell you the kind of fun, weird Hollywoody story about this piece, which is Kristen Bell mm-hmm. in this series that has a very long name that was on Netflix. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Okay. <laughs> do, you I, do you think I could remember that? No. No, and every word is like interchangeable. But she, so Kristen is a friend, but she, uh, her stylist is also a dear, dear friend of mine, Nicole Chavez. And um, Kristen bought this piece for me, actually, I think in the beginning of, like right when, like 2020, March, 2020. And then she went to shoot the show and she wore this necklace in almost every single scene of the show. Oh, wow. Wow, That's cool. And I didn't know that I, she called me and at one point was like, you know, I'm wearing this in everything. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. That's awesome. Then called me in a panic because her dog jumped on her and it broke (laughs) and she was shooting the next morning and she had to get a new one. I don't have a lot of crazy inventory, right? So like it was super fortunate that I had the exact one that she was wearing. We got it to her and she wore it. And then it's <laughs> on the poster. <gasps> her in it. And oh, so stop it. piece that just great. Like, it took me I didn't understand I did a little article with a, an incredible a woman named Marion Fassell who used to work in style for years and has the adventuring and amazing accessories also well jewelry in general pod, uh, not podcast but newsletter and we did this uh I did a story for her and then people would google I guess like necklace in Kristen Bell's show that whatever oh. and then it would pop up and so, you know, and this necklace is not, it's not a piece that's under $500. I'll say that, you know, it's over a thousand. Right. And people bought it, like really got into it. But it looks awesome. like the kind of piece though, that you just wouldn't take off. But that's right? the thing. I mean, someone like it's... her wearing it in a show with a bathrobe. Yeah. This, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. So right. it was one of those things where really people were like, they really saw someone in it. That's fantastic. Doing a lot of things. 
And That's so very cool. that was something that was unexpected that really like took off for me, which was crazy. That's, that's outstanding. Yeah. And people buying it like in, not in LA, New York, like Nebraska, Texas, Florida, you know, like people that <laughs> want- Shirley's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've got so, quite, quite the reach. That's for sure. Where can our listeners find you, Sarah? So they can find me online at my website, which is just my name. So it's the www.sarahhendler.com. And then on Instagram, I have both my name, Sarah Hendler, and then Sarah Hendler Estate. Two separate Instagrams kind of showing you all the different stuff. Thank Super you. Great. Well, well, we have absolutely loved getting um, to know now. you and hearing your story. So interesting and can't wait to watch which collections come out next and also your plated collection. Looking forward to hearing the name of that. And thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Thanks everybody. And definitely check out Sarah's Instagram. I mean, you're going to get sucked in and you're going to love it. (laughs) And I feel like I want to go shopping right now. Yeah, seriously. Let's go to my antique. That's what we'll do. Yes. Let's go hunting. See you next time.